0: Blog Talk Radio. anything's hanging out.
1: podcast from the Geek Girls' perspective, and I am the head huntress, so there's not a lot of Geek Girls on with me tonight, a little bit of sausage, but we'll forgive them because they're my Geek Boys anyways, so let me just bring them straight on. First of all, my partner in crime for San Diego Comic-Con and many, many other things, we spent a week together, for better or for worse, please welcome the warlock of Orange County, Aaron Cogan. How you doing, sir? Welcome, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Hi.
2: I'm doing rather well. I somehow <laughs> managed to avoid con-crap, and uh, I'm living my best life, I think. Uh,
1: That's amazing. I wish I could say I avoided the con-crap, but uh, my con-crap is giving yeah. me like a ton of bricks, but I'm okay. I'm feeling a little bit better right now. So, But we're not oh, alone. Oh, so sorry. Because neither one of my sexy witches could be on for the first hour tonight. So to to fill that void and be with in the Shallows, now is my Repo Nerds co-host, Steve Wanderling, or Steve the Wizard of Wandling, which is his new Woo! official moniker. you welcome. You're on with the Sexy Witness. How are you doing? I know.
3: I'm doing fantastic, and, and I um I have a, a back tattoo that I need to put up on the side of the Wizard of Wanderling piece that I've worked up. I think everybody's really <laughs> going to love it. But oh no, I heard con-, oh. con-, yeah. con Crud, I'm sorry, I didn't catch what you said at first, Aaron, but I didn't know you you all got uh, Con Crud, so I, I apologize, that's, that's terrible. But I Everyone
1: con- gets Con mm-hmm. Crud, and, and with San Diego, it's a different oh, yeah. type of Con crud, though. It's an endurance thing, because I will tell you, San Diego Comic-Con oh. is the ultimate endurance test. I mean, like I said, you have to train for that shit, and boy, did we have For for Aaron, it's the Lion Con. For me, I call it Q Con. We line up to go to one line, to go to another line, to go to another line, to not get into what you want, to go somewhere else. That's San Diego. But but it was a relatively successful trip. We actually did really, really well, both of us. And of course, we weren't going to the same thing, so we covered the fuck out of this show. And so um, for the first hour tonight, we are going to talk San Diego Comic-Con and give our, our uh, talk about everything, what we did well, all, and what we saw and, and what we got from our swag. And then at 10 o'clock, we shift gears, but ever so slightly, because Aaron Cogan, he's the man tonight, because he's going to get to go on a press pass to one of the smaller cons in the LA area in Long Beach, but one of the up and coming ones. I'm really excited to send him to Midsummer Screams, which is the horror, one of the up and coming horror conventions.
0: Awesome.
1: And on that yeah. segment, we will also yeah. continue our summer of Stephen series because. Well, not only are you gonna to get to see Mick Garris at Midsummer uh Midsummer Scream, you Aaron, you actually got to see him this week at Dark Delicacies and talking about the master horror with William Malone himself. Holy shit. So we gotta talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that at ten o'clock. Uh but first, let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con. So, Steve, I'm gonna throw this out to you. How do you right. want us to talk about it? Do we want to talk about it by day, or should we talk about it by our adventures? What, how would you like us to break down our event and
3: our fun? Oh, wow. What a good question, full of pressure. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, I, I think that if, you know, maybe start off with the beginning and see where we go from there. Okay, maybe maybe so, bring us into day one and 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 you can just kind of take it on. Let the okay. let the magic of Comic Con you know take over.
1: Sure, we will start at the beginning and then we gonna close the end, my eyes. We will stop. All right, so uh, so let's see. From the very beginning, it actually started out pretty well because right before I got on an uh, on a uh, airplane, I actually had a job interview. So we'll talk about more about that in a <laughs> week or so, but. Um, I actually might be in a transition from one archivist job to another. We'll see what happens in the next week. So fingers crossed on that. Um, So Karen knows that that was like the big thing that was occupying my brain when I wasn't going to panels. Uh, And the evil genius came with us. uh, You know, she's nine years old. She's free at Comic-Con until she's 12, which actually is amazingly One of the best child badges in the country. Very surprising on that because most people knock them out at nine. Matter of fact, we just went to Otakon, and, you know, she technically had to pay for Oticon, which was an anime festival she got to go to on Sunday. I didn't go because I was all messed up, but but she went with my friend Kim. Uh, So she got in for free. Uh, We drove up on Wednesday for preview night. We ran a bit late. We didn't get into preview night as early as I would like to, but we got some free swag and lots of other things, Aaron. So what can you tell us about preview night, Mr. Kogan?
2: Uh, Well, it started pretty well. Uh, Landed on the floor and uh, right away found interesting things. Uh, as, As we mentioned before, Wednesday night is pretty much shopping night. There are a few things yeah. going on, but no big panels at all. There's the occasional screening. Uh, the big one that night was the It 2 screening. Uh, oh, wow. The site.
1: We did not get into and, that. Uh, we tried. We, we
2: didn't did get not get into yet. that. That was a ticketed thing. But yeah. um, apparently it was a fun time had by all with cast and crew. So that and was hosted cool. by Conan, those Conan O'Brien. People that that did was just
1: that was his first um show of the week, right? Was, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, like a couple yeah.
2: years back when they premiered uh Star Trek Beyond yeah. and Conan kind of mc the whole thing. He he did the same duties at uh the it two screening. Uh oh, for wow. myself. Uh, I found and, a really nice little uh hand I'm uh, sorry, not hand drawn, but this really nice mini litho. Of Wonder Woman for uh, a young lady that I work with, and then uh, bopping around the corner from there, we went to a booth that uh, you're actually more familiar with than I am. I just really know their uh, their covers, uh, their uh, sort of sexy fairy tale things. Uh, yeah, that's ZenoScope. Yeah,
1: ZenoScope Comics, which is Xenoscope. one of my yeah. Or, yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, graphic I designers. Um, they're pretty good. But I was able the to grid. score my
2: first comic book of the of the con there. I got a, a really interesting looking thing on uh, Sigurd uh, and the dragon. So it's basically Viking mythology done in comic book form. And it looks pretty great. Scored the first issue. Um, got it signed by the author. So, you Hi. know, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I Steve, guess the my, rest of the night most- for me...
1: Yeah, the most famous um, sure. thing that zenoscope does is Grimm's Fairy Tales. Um, if you've oh, seen that I, do. Comic. I have quite
3: right. a, I've yes. seen them, but I've actually, I need to check those out then for sure.
1: Yeah, they—they they, they always just do know it
3: them expensive. by the covers, you know, big busted, yeah.
2: Little Red Riding Hood, or Alice in Wonderland, or. Oh, I've
3: definitely seen those. But, yeah, for sure. Those are yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Never cool. yeah. picked
2: one up, but, you know, I've always admired the pinup art because I'm a big pinup uh, fan. Me too, yeah. I and,
0: think, and, yeah. I uh, the thing love. that I
2: picked up is actually not pinup at all. It's, it's very different from what they're mostly known for. But uh, I've only flipped through it. I haven't started reading it yet, but I'm loving the art. Uh, the guy, we, that's the beauty of Comic-Con you actually get to talk with the author and he told me why he chose this as his first Viking tale. And uh, yeah, I liked where he was coming from. So that made it a a score for me. And then uh, I guess the rest of the floor for me was pretty much, you know, picking up the freebies where they're available and Hmm. uh, scoping out what I could afford and what I couldn't for the rest of the (laughs) time. <laughs> um, so uh,
1: when we walked in, we went to Xenoscope and I I I talked to them because one of the people who I actually didn't actually see at the con because we came to see each other, Jake is a friend of my friend is a friend of my friend John Hazel's. So and he he's also an author. Uh, as a matter of fact, they had a special event in Philadelphia they're doing today, which I find interesting. So hi guys, Zenoscope. Well, shout out to you guys. Uh, and uh, my first of all, I broke my kid first night. Because I didn't realize how overwhelming the floor was going to be. For oh, the
0: evil no. Genius.
1: She absolutely, like, wanted everything in every friggin' booth everywhere. It was just like, oh, my God. Oh. Sensory overload. Able, it, yeah, it was complete sensory overload for her. And we weren't even crowded yet. Uh, but we did get a few things. I went to the disenchanted booth. And uh, I picked up a stuffed Lucy for her. And uh, we got a poster.
3: And, yeah, um, yeah, 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 Matt yeah. Groening. Yeah, that's a cool show. Yeah, I Max, need to finish that. Yeah. Matt
1: Groening, well, yeah, there's a new season coming out in November, so absolutely you need to uh, finish that. Yeah, I
3: like uh, it, too.
1: It's cool. And Matt Groening actually had a very dominant uh, part in my San Diego Comic-Con experience this year, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, I also picked up uh, – Lily is a huge fan of Funko and Entertainment Earth, just like I am, and we picked up a cute mm-hmm. little – a uh, Funko y yellow submarine that she really wanted. It will go right next to my official British blue mini. So I'm going to put them right next to each other. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. Um Aaron and I both hit the um Doctor Who booth and we bought a bunch of swag and stuff from them. Uh and you pre-ordered something on on preview night, Aaron, right?
2: Yes, I did. I uh, picked up the the current season of Archer that's just finishing up Archer uh, 90, 1999. and that's going to be sent out to me as soon as, actually a little bit before it's available, which is kind of fun. Uh, normally, uh, that booth that's twentieth uh, uh, century Fox or or Fox I guess they're just called now. Uh, you know
3: that is normally
2: they have some really kick ass uh, specials for uh, Comic Con. They in the past they've done updated covers of old classics like Blues Brothers and Animal House and Predator and Alien and da-da-da, things yeah. that were really interesting enough to make you think about, maybe I do need another copy of that on DVD yeah. or Blu-ray or whatever, um, or it comes with an exclusive Litho. So um, I've learned from past experience to jump over their ASAP because that stuff goes really fast. But this year, not really anything that I wanted as far as uh, uh, bonus stuff. There was a litho, I guess, for Family Guy. But uh, I'm not the hugest Family Guy fan. They didn't give me anything extra for The Archer. At the uh, BBC America booth, however, they were giving us out a limited uh, edition, or or I guess limited release, you'd call it, uh, Doctor Who Buttons. And uh, the first night yeah. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, oh, I was
1: agreeing with you. Night, go
2: ahead. Uh, they gave out um, the fourth doctor, Tom Baker, my personal oh, favorite yeah. doctor. And well, then it, um here, if here. you went back to the booth and collected uh, the button, which you had to do pretty early because they ran out really quickly. If you've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then Sunday they Gave you a fifth one If you you could show them the fourth And you're entered into some contest Hopefully it's a a trip to England To to meet the cast I don't know what it is really but (laughs) Um, What else did I get there? Oh, I got a really cool t-shirt They're playing up uh, The whole doctor uh, Being a a female doctor This time around And uh, uh, being very, very inclusive So there's lots of uh, Imagery with the two hearts and rainbows, and uh, I'm down with that. So I got myself a big old T-shirt, and then they I had got a, t-shirt a also. really cool, cool. Which one did you get?
1: I don't remember because Which... it's in my box. And my box hasn't arrived yet.
2: <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I... that's probably yeah. Uh, another week. But we or also.
1: So. After the before the BBC America booth, which we both promptly, I also got a, a Matt Smith Pez dispenser, and I got the button as well, and I got a cute mm-hmm. little kids book about the Fourth Doctor. Um, so I got oh, a lot right. of stuff there, um, and that was cool. And then we both hit Dark Horse Comics pretty hard. Like I spent most of my cash. Yeah. Gosh- and when oh, I wasn't saying on the Xenoscope, I, I hit the okay. record. We did not get the Stranger Things comic that was being exclusively given out for <sighs> preview night. That shit went fast. Uh, <laughs> but I it don't was a
2: gorgeous, it. too. Oh, my uh, God, was It's, it's uh, nice. a close-up of uh, uh, Eleven L's face, uh, and it's got a whole red cast to it that was just beautiful. And I think it was metallic, even. And, yeah... Those things went. They
0: went so fast. I did
2: manage to score uh, one of uh, Matt Sweeney's coins from American Gods, and those sold out during the course of the show. Uh, The way it it works at most booths, and the way it works with Dark Horse, is there's a limited uh, amount that they sell per day, or in, in the case of Preview Night, per night, and it's like you know they'll do. 100 of the coins or 200 of the coins, and they'll bring 500 for the – they'll make 500, and that'll be it. And in this case, I think the, the Mad Sweeney coin was actually a limited edition of 250. So probably oh, that was, I don't know, 50 per night, 50 per day, something ridiculous and like that.
1: It's funny, too, because while he's buying the coin, I was buying the exclusive uh, coasters for Mister Science Theater 3000 they were selling for Comic-Con. And the evil genius comes running up with the other set <laughs> of those <laughs> So we great minds think alike. So I ended up buying both sets of those. Uh, and that was pretty funny. Um, so, Your character uh, is now
2: permanently protected from any water stains with the finest in Mystery Science Theater 3000.
1: And boy, have I been drinking a lot of water lately. So, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm glad oh, I right. Yeah, right, I'm right. drinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh so, great. Uh, so, that I was, was previewing th- it. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to mention one other thing. BBC America also had uh, the introduction. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, but uh, you could play a little demo of their virtual reality game. Oh, that's right. And I did play that, and it was pretty fun. I uh, um, really
1: did the I, NASA one. Um, that shows the rocket launch oh, like right. a similar idea across the way. Cause there was a booth for the 50th um, anniversary of the lunar landing and it was, exactly. you know, you put it on and you watch the rocket go off and then you're in space and, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. So we did that. One um, of my,
2: let's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of my absolute favorite experiences this year was the Weta booth, uh, which, you know, everybody knows. Weta they do uh, all kinds of special effects and practical effects for the movies. Oh, cool. um, and they always have of course. Always. Oh God.
0: I
3: actually don't. I actually um, don't
0: know that. Weta oh, Weta um
2: started Weta? with uh, Peter Jackson and uh, with Lord of the Rings. and yeah, their well, New that's Zealand their firm. biggest one. And now they're into I'm everything. But back in the day, they did all the special effects, and then they became an effects house and kind of like uh Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. And they've they have spun did. off on their own and they now They do did all the Chronicles of
1: Narnia movies. Um oh, cool. What else have they done? I mean, they're, they Weta is everywhere and uh you know and and Weta's booth is, was gorgeous last year, it was gorgeous this year. They did the effect of yeah. Pan's labyrinth so the yellow man is theirs. Um uh, you know,
2: whoa.
1: you know, so That's uh awesome. it They they, they it, it's a bad yeah, um, the Star Wars booth yeah. Yeah. with and they new had a gorgeous
4: uh Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I
2: didn't mean to step on you. I was going to say they had a gorgeous uh, Xenomorph out front that you could oh, take pictures wow. with. And then they had uh, a little, I, I guess, action figure model? I don't know what you would call it. Closer to an action figure, I guess. That was also Marquette. really pretty. Yeah, that's, that's good. But, you know, lower yeah. end. Uh, it was yeah. like 30 bucks, as opposed to, you know, like a gentle giant uh, $200 for the equivalent size. And right. then um, they also had their own virtual reality game, which was kind of <laughs> steampunky, uh, destroying robots. And uh, the booth people they had there were so great and in character, and you had to fill out a very funny uh, form, uh, signing away your, your right to sue them and, and uh, you know, knowing that you're probably going to die doing this game uh, and it was just the best experience and then while in line I had the chance to speak to one of the executives from Weta uh, in great wow. detail asking them you know, where they were going and it was just such a great experience. It, it, it was quintessentially Comic Con at Weta's yeah. booth and, and I I can't recommend them enough if you're there if you're at any convention they're at go there make, make sure you spend some time um, the other thing I should mention about uh, preview night is we all because we're meeting other friends of mine there we all decided to meet up at the Dubliner which is actually yep. a pretty authentic uh, Irish restaurant pub up there and on the way we saw a DeLorean just decked out exactly like uh, the Back to the Future one and the guy behind the wheel was dressed to the nines as futuristic Doc Brown and he was pulled over by the cops. So again, yeah,
1: no, it <laughs> was being ticketed no for real. Way. It was hysterical. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she got a uh, picture. Uh, that's
0: so crazy.
1: Yeah, no, oh, it was funny. that's
0: um, you know, so real. Now
1: I'm gonna talk about the rest of my purchases. Now I didn't do all of these on preview night but since we're talking about buying shit i might as well lump it all in together first of all artist alley was on point as usual and the alex ross booth was ross booth was beautiful this year uh oh. you know and, and uh, if you want to buy some expensive art that's the place to go uh mm-hmm. but i i resisted as usual <laughs> i also by the way had a really nice conversation with a guy at the Disenchantment booth because. I I think Lucy is one of the ultimate tattoos possibly. And he's like, Oh yeah, people have been coming up to me and showing me their tattoo. It's been amazing. You know? So, so I was right. People are tatting them. I went to the star Wars booth. I didn't buy anything now, but Oh my God, was there temptation on a plate? Um, Uh, There's a company, I forget the name of it right now, but they are re-releasing the original Star Wars game from the 1980s, and they had a demo of it there, and I sat and I played it for a little bit with my evil genius, and the price point is low, with cabinet, 500 bucks. So I'm actually thinking about, pre, like seriously, thinking about pre-ordering one for our, our game collection downstairs. Because so, it won't take up a lot of space. They're not full cabinets. It's a five-foot yeah. cabinet. But I'm five-foot one. For me, it's not a big deal. And the Evil Genius is just fine. So, uh, you know, so that'll work just great. Um, I won the Funko exclusives. Not the Funko Funko booth, but the... San Diego Comic-Con Funko's exclusives. And I thought when last time we talked, Aaron, that I only was allowed one of the items. But it turns out I was allowed one each of the items. So I picked up all three. And I've got this cute little Funko of, of Batman for his 80th anniversary holding the San Diego Comic-Con swag bag in his hand. And I got mm-hmm. a pen with the toucan and the official toucan of San Diego Comic-Con Funko. So I got those. Right. That's cool um and um we and uh, we'll talk about the her universe swag in just a minute but uh there was I also got a big ass bag of swag from uh from her universe and this year's pin enamel pins were kind of on point I was very impressed. Everybody had enamel pins this year. Um, and we found some really, really – and they were giving them away at panels, and I have a bunch now. And I can't wait to pull them out and put them all together. <laughs> Hopefully I find them. I hope they're in the box. I'm not sure they are. <laughs> I can't find some of the stuff that I bought. No, and I'm like, I don't know, where is it? Where is it? Uh, but, you know, I bought way too much stuff, uh, bought way too many comics, okay. bought uh, from Xenoscope. Um, you know, my daughter actually bought, she uh, she bought a piece of art from one of the artists at Artist Alley, which was really nice for her room. And it was this beautiful uh, acrylic li- uh, lithograph. It's just a nice picture. It's no pop culture references at all. It's just a deer in the sunset. No. Uh, you know, very, very nice. Um, so that will be hung up in her room momentarily. I actually walked that one home on the plane with me. Um, and um, let's see, is that that was really the main purchases, right? I think.
2: Well, I know you I bought actually, more. You yeah, I, more. I dropped some coin. Uh, um, <laughs> you my always best do. Purchases. Um, I, I found uh, not QMX, but another company like QMX that. Does uh, figures and maquettes and what have you uh, associated with General Giant, but not General Giant proper? Uh, they do the Mini Mates, among others. And I got myself a really nice uh, John Wick <laughs> Mini Mate, uh, limited edition. Uh, again, really small edition, too. I was surprised. Uh, I got the uh, Zim and Gurr. Uh, Extra Doom Edition action figures in the two-pack. I uh, got uh, the Robinson Family Robot, and I got Robbie the Robot. And I was really impressed with the price. The uh, The Invader Impact 2-pack was 20 bucks. The other figures were $10 each. Um, hmm. I think that was probably no, no, no. my bargain purchase this time. And then my extraordinarily exorbitant purchase, and I really went back and forth on it. Uh, was this really nice set of
3: tiki themed
2: Star Wars shot glasses. And they're good sized shot glasses uh, done out of clay. Uh, if you buy their, their Darth Vader set which has, I don't know, 12 different glasses in it. The, uh, the convention exclusive was the, the brand new red Sith Trooper glass. And uh, I went back and forth on it, but I finally pulled the trigger. So uh, that's on the way. <laughs> After be, much discussion family. with
1: his wife and going back and it's forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did and and finally in her defense,
2: money. Natalie did not, you know, she wasn't talking about the price uh, when she was, you know, talking about it. She was like, you know, that's cool and all, but you're just going to put it in the display case. You're not going to use them or anything. <laughs> and and oh, I was like, weird. I use them. so we'll see. I have once good you get news for you,
1: Aaron, on the on the tiki hmm. mug thing. Remember how I said that my husband for for Christmas ordered me a mo- official Mondo tiki of uh, Krampus? And It hadn't oh, arrived yeah. yet. It arrived while I was gone, so when I got back, it was. Shut here. up! So, <laughs> funny, oh, right?
2: That's,
1: yeah. Hmm. So that, that is was cool. That a beautiful
2: mug. Hey, serendipity! Right
1: on. I did. I did buy. Um, two things at the Her Universe booth while I was on the floor. One was the uh there's a clo- they have a cloak series from Harry Potter, and so they're kind of like Robish cloaky things. So I bought one for myself and for Lily, or for the yeah. Evil Genius. We were gonna share it uh with Ravenclaw. And uh I bought the Evil Genius. They had this cute little set of She-Ra um, you know, Princess of Power earrings and uh, the Evil Genius. Pierced her ears a year ago, so I got there was a set, and they're very nice. Lots of different types of of uh, ra related earrings, so uh, that was pretty cool. I like the her universe stuff. So, so that was pretty much preview night, and I want to give a shout out to our hotel at this time, which was the Hampton Inns and Suites yeah. on Lee Court and North Harbor Boulevard. Boy, was that the right answer? It was a great little hotel. Um, the the shuttle stop was literally on the corner. Uh, even though the first night we tried to take it back, we got lost, but that's okay. Uh, we missed our stop. Uh, but um, first night we got there right before preview night. So we go up to drop our swag off, or, I mean our suitcases off, right? And we open the door, and the room is completely a mess, like dirty, like absolutely dirty. Oh, we're like, man. oh, no, right? So I go down, and, she's, and the woman at the desk was so sweet and very nice, and I go, she goes, how's things going? I go, well, everything is fine except for one thing. So I tell her about the room, and she took that night off. We got it for free. So uh, yeah, and I checked What's my bank store? account. Absolutely, they gave me a discount for that night. It was um well, good. I was two hundred bucks less. Yeah, I I was very pleased with that. So Hamptons Inns and Suites Lee Court shout out big shout out to you guys oh, wow. um they were awesome and they yeah, kept yeah. they took care of us the whole time and uh and, was, and the breakfast was good there and the 24-hour coffee i mean everything you want Today, in a decent low-level like mid-level hotel so that was cool so yeah so oh,
0: you're
2: so gonna have a good breakfast too <laughs> to stay there oh, again. The, definitely
1: The breakfast was so important and so needed. I mean, especially since, you know, we had to get up super early to catch things and catch shuttles and stuff like that. So it was very useful. Early was 530 a.m. for me. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, it was early.
0: (laughs) So oh Thursday.
1: Gosh. Let's jump right into Thursday. Thursday is the first official day of the convention. Um yeah. still not overwhelmed with people, but starting to get pretty busy. The floor is very <laughs> packed on Thursdays because everyone that wasn't at preview night is shopping on Thursday. Um we went to go to huh. the panels. Um and let's see what panels did I do on Thursday? I don't even remember how. <laughs> what did we do on Thursday? Oh, blur. Oh, my God. I know Friday, because well, Friday was big for me. Uh, Thursday. What did we do Thursday, Aaron?
2: Well, Thursday, I saw fake Tom Cruise up in the, uh, the booth. Uh, That's They're right. promoting the new Top Gun sequel. And they had a Tom Cruise impersonator who looked damn
4: spot on. Pretty like darn a, a, a spot on.
2: Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah.
4: And And you got there talking with all the
2: executives and waving to us and da-da-da. So that was kind of fun and silly. And you got – oh, I know what I I did on
1: Thursday. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I I dropped by the Dark Horse Horse booth once again to try and get the Stranger Things exclusives. Didn't happen. But I was lucky enough to see Bob Burden signing, and uh, I stood in line just a little while for that. And got to meet him and tell him that Flaming Carrot Comics, number one, is one of my all-time favorite comic book covers. And I I had a delightful little discussion with him about that and Wiffle Ball and how it plays an important part in Flaming Carrot.
3: So that was kind of damn cool. That's awesome
2: was
1: actually I remember what I did on Thursday while he was going to do that stuff. I went kind of old school. There was a bunch of anniversary panels and I was leaning heavily on the animation because my evil genius was with me and we went to the ninth. the first panel I went to on Thursday was the ninetieth anniversary of Popeye. And that was a delightful oh, wow. panel. I was oh, wow. More more like a history lesson in Popeye over the years. And I learned and that kind of blew my mind that the words goon and jeep actually were coined by the original Popeye comic, which, um, you know, everyone thought that, you know, they got it from the military. No, military got it from them. So that was yeah. actually really, really cool to learn that. Um, and they announced a brand new series for, aimed at kids. So there's no smoking in it, and he doesn't have a beard, which is kind of weird. But it's still Popeye, and, you know, exposing the, the kids to Popeye is important. And uh, we, they talked about there was also a, a, a food truck related to them. They had a spinach-flavored ice cream mm-hmm. food truck that, like, arrived promptly after that panel. And you could have gone out to the back behind them. Uh, there's this whole area called Legion M, which is kind of a rest area in the back. And they had it there, so uh, you could do that. And so that was pretty cool. Um, so they're talking about the reissue of Popeye on Blu-ray, which is like a big deal. Finally, that Warner Archives is releasing all three volumes of Popeye. So we're getting brand new 4K scans. Two for volume one and two are already out. Volume three, volume three is about to be out. So of course, since they're restoring all the Max Fleischer's, after the panel, I walk up to the guy. and go, okay, what about Betty? Are we going to get Betty? And it turns out there's lots of issues with getting Betty Be- Betty Boop on a good transfer. Because there's no good transfers of Betty Boop out there. There was one nice VHS site in the late 80s, early 90s that I did get. But there hasn't been anything on DVD with Betty Boop. So, really? uh um, Yeah. So it's all shitty public domain bad transfers. Uh, so and that's actually yeah. one of the reasons why they aren't okay. releasing them yet. So we need to work on that and lean on Warner Archive because they don't actually don't own the rights to Betty. Uh, But, you know, it's public domain. Maybe someday we can get a good Betty Boop. But because I talked to him after the panel and I was so informative on Max Fleischer, uh, he allowed um, the evil genius to open up his box and pick a DVD from the Warner Archive. And so Lily got the first official free swag from the panel. And the evil genius picked Hanna-Barbera's uh, Pirates of Dark Waters, the full series. So we're going to have to bust oh that God. open and watch that at some point. So that was a pretty cool score. Uh, yeah. let's see. After, after that, I tried to get into the SpongeBob panel and failed miserably at the SpongeBob anniversary oh. panel. <laughs> failed yeah. miserably. So instead, I decided to go into uh, Ballroom 20. And, which is the second largest room. It sits about 4,500 people. And um, they were showing the new Nancy Drew premiere uh, that's going to be on CW. A lot of CW presence in Ballroom 20 this year. Uh, I also saw on uh, Saturday, I saw the Batwoman pilot as well uh so uh and the Nancy Drew stuff was interesting it it takes place as an older Nancy Drew that's put all the mystery behind her yeah right she really hasn't uh, you know but it kind of played out like Riverdale uh but a little bit more mystery there seems to be a supernatural element in it that isn't in the books but then again, it was pilot one, and there's always spookiness in in the books, so it might be end up being a like a, like a a, a, a Scooby Doo thing, right? Or, right. You know, we'll right. see. So, uh, I I'm so we'll see what happens. That. Yeah. So the Nancy Drew pilot was pretty good. Uh, let's see. After that, I know that you I were in line man. for Hall H, Aaron, and you got into one of the higher profile panels on Thursday, <laughs> his Dark Materials with Lynn manuel Miranda. Whoa. Want to talk about that a Whoa. little bit? We
2: yeah, did. that was a really good panel. Um, first off, a uh, quick shout out to San Diego Red Cross. Uh, I was able to do the Robert A. Heinlein blood drive yet again. Um proud to say this donation for 2019 brought me to two gallons for Comic-Con. And uh, they always give you a nice swag. Um, This year, it was an Avengers t-shirt, which Natalie really liked the colors. It's always nice when uh, your wife likes the colors of your t-shirt, you're getting. And then uh, I also got a lottery ticket, and I ended up winning a a plush toy from Final Fantasy, so yay, Red Cross, yay, Blood Donations but he yeah, the a panel for his dark materials uh, it looks fabulous uh, I really like that they're taking the darker approach to it um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was fabulous um, just uh, very entertaining um, uh, he, he was voted he, he, talked he got a
1: shruggy for the number one single number panelist one. or guest of Comic Con by the way
2: yeah, yeah. Because uh, then, uh, oh, after uh, our panel, after historic materials, uh, he ran over and he uh, was a surprise guest for Ducktales. Um, oh, Ducktales! And on top of that, uh, he uh, walked the floor uh, disguised as Deadpool, and no one knew who he was. So yeah, oh, yeah that's kind of so cool. yeah, That <laughs> was wow.
1: really, really funny. <laughs> yeah, he he was having a blast. Um, yeah. So you know I, I, I wish I could have seen him, but I'm really glad Aaron got to see him. And his dark materials, yeah, if you haven't seen the I'm trailer, which is released, it looks really, yeah. really good. Uh, after James I. James McAvoy okay, go ahead.
2: was hilarious. James McAvoy, I swear to you, uh, must have mentioned that his demon, w- with great pride, I I, I mean, he's, he, he almost puffed himself up every time he said, Well, my demon. Is a snow leopard. And it was just,
0: it, it got to uh, like, I don't know,
2: the fourth or fifth time. The audience was laughing when he said it because. that's it, great. It was just kind of cute. Apparently, he's really into his, his demon. And yeah, uh, Lin Manuel was talking about how he, you know, as as soon as he got the call, he was like, yeah, what do you need me to do? Uh, sweep floors, whatever, I'm there.
1: <laughs> uh, they, and Dave McElroy
2: very much did the it. And- when the
1: he was another person that had presence that everywhere because he was on the IT panel. He was on his Dark Material panel, and he was yeah. on the infamous Marvel panel on Saturday. That was uh,
3: insane. So, I actually watched you know, that on YouTube. That was insane.
1: Yeah, I don't even need to go into how crazy that panel was because if you have, if you're listening to my show at all, you've already probably read everything about that panel. Listen, that panel dominated Saturday.
3: I sent out one message on Facebook that said – because I watched it, you know, and and I'm not that – never have been that wholly enthused about the MCU until that panel. And my geek head just exploded, and I don't see how anyone couldn't. And I just – you know, I – it looks I just can't get over how awesome it looked. Like it was ridiculous. Like I was I've never been wholly excited mm-hmm. about a phase before is what I'm saying. And like everything. And this I, I it's just blown blown my mind. And now the my, my friend Niger was
1: actually at the Marvel panel, it turns out. Oh, he that's he, he insane. sat out. Yeah. Even, he got in. I
3: can't even fathom it.
1: Uh, You had to wait all day on Friday. People were lining up for that panel on Thursday, and they had to kick the line down, so it wasn't mixing with the Friday line. How many Uh, people can get in there? uh, 6,500 can get into uh, Hall H. It's the largest single room. Uh, And uh, I will talk about my Hall H non-experience when we talk about Friday, (laughs) but... um, (laughs) <laughs> right after I did Nancy Drew, we watched. We were in the Great Debate Panel, which I did last year. Not as quite a good lineup this year as it was last year, but still an entertaining panel. Sci-Fi Wire does it every year. Gets five or six geek boys and girls to debate like geeky things. This year, the one that annoyed me the most, because and I will say it, because I have to rant on this a little bit. Aisha Tyler had to argue about horror movies '80s or horror movies now. Uh, the other panel the other part of the panel took horror movies now are the best. She chose 80 and then went on this tirade about how important Halloween was and I kept yelling 78 <laughs> 78 you know yep. not 80 78 <laughs> you know yep. but anyway I was kind um, of annoyed by that whole thing. But anyway, uh, she won her argument though. So, you know, what can I say? Yeah, uh, Felicia Day was funny. on that panel as always. And I always love going, I'll go to almost any Felicia Day panel. And she did, she of course moderated several panels at Comic Con, including the new Harry Potter video um, interactive game. She was the moderator on that panel. Um, so, um, Pokemon Go had some presence, but that game had more um so that was pretty cool let's see and then after that both aaron and i and the evil genius went to see the her universe pageant show which is believe it or not free you don't even need a ticket to go to the her universe pageant you just have to be there at one o'clock and get a and get a wristband um you know but yeah so we just showed up we got our wristbands come back at five we were in um, and, uh, it was, it was fun. And the swag wasn't nearly as good as it was last year. Last year I had like my, my Zenny glasses, which I'm wearing right now, which are like my favorite glasses in the entire world. Oh my God. Uh, but there was still nice stuff in it. We got a bunch of those She-Ra princes of power swords and there was a shaker in yep. there and a few other swag items like that and some enamel pins. Oh, um, and, done. um, the theme was She Ra, Princess of Power, and the kids were doing Steven oh, wow. Universe. Um, the, the vote, the winner of the audience award was spectacular. It was this Loki costume, sequins tight cat suit with this beautiful hat. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous outfit. Um, my favorite, though, and look this up, Steve, was the DuckTales. Uh, costume,
3: Noel. which I didn't,
1: would have never expected. I
3: love DuckTales. To
1: vote. Well, it was great. It was this cute, it was, Scrooge McDuck was the theme, cute little coat dress with a little hat, right? And then she had Aww. the coat dress and the cute dress, sparkly gold yeah. sequence dress underneath. And what, what sold it for both Aaron and I was the under layer of the coat because she flipped it over her shoulder and up. it was all dollar bills, yo. It was just amazing uh, That's amazing,
2: dollar, dollar, amazing. Deal, y'all. That's yeah, amazing It, well. no, it, it should have won It, I, I really it should have won uh, and Honestly no. I asked a lot of judges... people And they
1: voted for it So a lot of people voted for it But I guess more people voted for the Loki But both of those were my one and twos So you know it was cool Yeah
2: so... I do uh, The one that, yeah. the, that the judges picked Was uh, a Jurassic Park themed one what Which was a
1: cute dress
2: it was pretty good. I, I mean, it had some really nice touches. Um, the purse she was carrying said clever girl on it and had the outline of the skeleton dinosaur. Um, the thing that was really, uh, the, the, the detail that she got totally right was her uh, throw or her wrap was uh, almost see-through and it, it was the banner from the end of the first movie, when dinosaurs ruled the Earth. And when she whipped it out, she let it float, just like it does when the T-Rex uh, takes out the last, uh, last raptor. And, it, it, it and
0: she was double-sisting it was margaritas, too. It
1: really
0: was. You know? it was so <laughs> cool.
1: So that was fun. There's lots of pictures online of the Her Universe pageant. So we recommend that. That was the end of day one, uh, Thursday. Friday was a big day for um, standing in line and not getting into anything. Uh, I tried to get into yeah. the Nathan Fillion tickets, didn't get in it. Did get into the She References a panel, panel, which was a uh, power panel, which was actually fantastic and a lot of fun. And I didn't get a tiara at the Her Universe pageant, but I got tiaras from that one. So I ended up mm-hmm. with, uh, m- with the swag I didn't get from the Her Universe pageant, which was pretty awesome. Um, nice. I also went to the Miraculous panel, which is one of my Evil Geniuses' favorite TV shows, Ladybug and Cat Noir. And they showed a brand new episode. They say you want to see one? Here you go. <laughs> Show a new episode, Q&A. It was pretty cool. Um I tried to get into the Dark Crystal panel, but that was an absolute like adventure and frustration because um, Walking Dead people suck. I just want to say that, <laughs> sorry, but they do because they left. Like You can get a pass, go out, go to the bathroom, get some food, come back in, long as you're within panel. And the panel for yeah. Dark Crystal was actually an hour and a half because they were going to show a whole episode And uh, and one of Jim Henson's daughters was there. Um, and uh, I, that's all I wanted to do. Everybody else wanted to go to the Game of Thrones panel, which, by the way, was that's... a huge, big old bust. Um, but um, so well, it yeah, turns yeah, out they the didn't Walking Dead,
0: right?
1: Yeah, a bunch of no-shows, and it wasn't that good. Um, and, but here's the thing: so the Walking Dead people wanted to see Game of Thrones, but they didn't give a shit about Dark Crystal. So they, about 500 to 1,000 people left, and I'm leading my yeah. Twitter feed. There's 600 empty seats in hall eight, and there's only a handful <laughs> of us in line wanting to go to Dark Crystal. But all the Game of Thrones people were crowding us out and all the Walking Dead people were having cigarettes going to eat and they, they missed an hour of the panel. And I was like, fuck you guys. I could have gone what? in and snuck out and you could have had your Game of Thrones space back. You know, I, you know, I wouldn't the yeah, Game of Thrones, but I was so frustrated with that. But you know, you make lemonade in, in, at yeah. San Diego. And that's part of the, the whole thing. So, you know, we, we, we went and did something else. We actually ended up going on the floor, and the evil genius and I did, stood in line and did the SpongeBob SquarePads installation inside, which was a competition <laughs> with um, a Bob with a um, Krusty Burgers and stuff. And there's pictures. I'll post those at some point. Uh, oh, at, at one good. point on Friday, I was wearing a Harry Potter robe, a she sure. tiara backwards, a My never-ending story shirt, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> I'm crossing the streams way too much here. <laughs> I was crossing the like, streams. Oh. And there's, yeah, no, I'm nerding it up way too much. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see, with Friday Moving evening. Around, yeah, so that was pretty much it for Friday. Because Saturday was really my big day of paneling. <laughs> uh, first of all, I stood in the line for three hours again and did not get into Gilmore Del Toro's Scary Story in the Dark did win standby tickets but didn't actually get any of us in, which was sucky, but at least uh, we tried. but I got in there, but we got in there in time to do the um, uh, Batwoman pilot, like I said, which was kind of like um, Girl with a Dragon tattoo if Liz Salander was lesbian and wanted to dress like Batman. So okay. not, that's not that's not a slight actually. I think it has to no,
3: I love, that, I'm man. a big dragon tattoo fan. I actually even I'm I'm a big fan of the Fincher film too as well.
1: Yeah, so it's not a bad thing. Uh the, the picture of, of that woman you see with the long curly red hair, they didn't do yeah. that. She actually had a really tight bob under the under the cowl. And I actually like that more and I hope they stick with that look. Uh so uh but what I was really yeah, in there was for confused was the by fu- that was the fox showcase which was delightful the fox animation showcase was so fucking good uh it started oh. with the simpsons did not expect that panel to be as good as it was because everyone's poo-pooing it why is this in ball 20 it's about room 20 it's you know meh. well first of all macaroni was there and anybody who was asking a question got a free lithograph by him or a sketch you know, oh, really? and Neuralene and, and, yeah, and Smith is actually moderating that panel, and she's going, Well, there's your college tuition. <laughs> you know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so oh, uh, that awesome. was cool. Yeah, so it was great. And they showed the treat, the Stranger Things segment of Treehouse of horror. That's going to be played this October. So that was great. Uh, you know, and it was really good. Uh, we were all really excited. So that was a fantastic panel. Very informative. Lots of cool things about that panel. Um, the American dad Whoa. panel was the, and then it followed up with Seth MacFarlane doing three panels in a row. There was a half an hour American dad panel followed by the family guy panel, which is what I just played. I did, you know, I did not realize until the panel that Alex Borstein, who plays Lewis Griffin, is the same person who plays Maisel's uh, agent in the Mav- Marvelous Mabel oh, series on Amazon Prime. And there was a lot of news about Griffin. how she's like a two-time Emmy winner and not because of Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> so, uh, uh, wow. so she sang Shallow, and that was awesome, as you heard. And, uh, and Seth MacFarlane. And then it, it ended with the Orville which is what I was in there. And that was really good panel, but mixed bag for me because the first announcement out of that panel is that they're moving Orville to Hulu. And I went, no, everyone else was cheering. And I'm like, no, because I just lost my Hulu account. Uh, I'm like, oh no. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm really bummed. I hope that doesn't backfire on them, but they said they get more money that way and they don't have to deal with commercials And they could, because he was having a real hard time writing an episode, 42-minute episode, and he thinks it'll be easier to write 60-minute episodes. So we'll see. Um, My, there were Krill and Mocklands harassing the Q&A people, which was fantastic, (laughs) until my nine-year-old evil genius walks up and goes, "All right, everybody, you need to back off." (laughs) And they all go, "No way!" Yeah, and brought everyone down. And then she asked Seth MacFarlane straight up, this, uh, was it on purpose that the Orville looks like a squid? And he was taken aback by it, and he's like, no, it wasn't intentional, but now I can't unsee that, or something along those ah, lines. Ah. Uh, it was hysterical. Uh, I mean, the evil genius was just on point with that. Uh, she asked Dry a few treatment. questions of the panel's. Um, I ended the day with my only all, I want to say something real quick about my panels and and then I'll I'll give it over because we're getting really late. We got to speed it up. Um, (laughs) Almost every panel I had had a female executive producer and a showrunner with a writer that was woman, except for. The Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers panel that I went to—that was the only all-male panel—but I was really excited. And it was written, and the guys Adam Design and the guys that are doing Workaholics is the one working on the new Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers TV show. So I actually am super excited for that. They gave me a badass enamel pin for asking an informed eno- question because I asked them, "Well, you're going to reissue Dealer Make Dope for us, uh, you know, which is a really awesome game." I don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, Steve. Fabulous Freak no, Brothers. I don't know that it's a very Bay Area thing. It was a hippie comic book, um, a bunch of stoners,
0: underground. and they
1: live underground. <laughs> they live in yep. what we were. Well, everyone was stealing porn mags. We were stealing our friends' Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers comics. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. so I Reminded was really, everything. really excited that they're doing this property because they've been trying to for ten years now. Someone's been trying to revive this property. So, keep a lookout for that. Um, and so, Aaron, quick quick rundown of the animation domination <laughs> that you dealt with in Indigo for Friday. And then we're going to have to go to Saturday because we're almost to our Midsummer press quiz. But we have time afterwards to do some mop up, um, Aaron. I put some mop up in there. So, yeah,
0: okay.
1: Because Saturday, we might not get it up to Saturday. Go ahead. Go talk about. Your indigo yeah, yeah. Your well, uh,
2: first off, I I was lucky enough. Um, I didn't get any of the uh Funko Pop like you did. Uh, using my my credits. Uh, the new system that uh, Comic Con has come up with is you get a certain amount of credits for however many days you've been able to purchase, and right. you can spend them all trying to do one signing. Or get one exclusive piece of merchandise, or you can divvy them up between the different things that you want to do. And the idea is to maximize your time at Con and keep you out of lines. And that's bullshit because it's still a bunch of fucking lines.
1: No, actually, but, no. I will have to <laughs> say my Funko, I was in and out in about ten minutes. So, because and it gave me time to get into the what we do in the shadows line, which I yeah. sat in that fucking line for three hours, literally the last person oh, in yeah? the panel. Oh, oh my God! I was for you a moment in? I almost didn't get in. Yeah, yeah. I got into the What well, We Do amazing. with the Shadows panel, and I stayed for the it's, Brooklyn Nine it's Nine It's not Nine the panel.
2: greatest system on earth, but it, it's better than most. Uh, for
0: really?
2: me, <laughs> I'm I'm always going to be a, a fucking mess at con because uh, my favorite is Indigo Ballroom, and you stand out in the sun for literally hours. And thank God, the the Fox uh, outside installation uh, has a little dispenser of uh, SPF 30 because
0: huh. I don't know
2: what I would do otherwise. I still ended up burning my neck, but what the hell? Um, I missed Rick and Morty first I year tried I too. ever we missed. We both
1: failed. We uh, failed in, into Rick and Morty. Both of us did. A different, so we did depressing. both made separate attempts. Oh. But I did bump yeah, into Guillermo yeah. but say, from um, what we do in the shadows because of that. So like, we oh, yeah. bumped into him and got a bunch of photos. So that was cool. So,
2: that is ahead. great, no doubt. Uh, I was going to say um, well, y- you used your credits and you were able to get the Funko Pop. I used mm-hmm. my credits and I was able to get the Archer signing with the cast,
1: which is awesome. And oh, wow. that
2: was kind of cool. Yeah. Great. So I now have every single uh, poster that they've ever done at Comic-Con signed, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, but wow, then uh, awesome. like you say, I was able to get into Indigo Ballroom and I basically spent the rest of the day there. Um, uh standouts for me were uh Genndy Tarkovsky's primal uh Genndy, you might remember from Dexter's powerpuff. laboratory
0: powerpuff.
2: uh yeah. for yeah effect?
0: powerpuff Yeah
2: yeah um cool. his stuff is amazing um p- personally my my favorite stuff he ever did uh back in the day before there was an animated clone wars he did the clone wars and they were these little, tiny shorts, like two minutes long. Um, when they first started out, no dialogue at all. Pure action and just gorgeous shots. Um, reminiscent of what he would later do with Samurai Jack, um, oh, which is also like, fucking great brilliant. Yeah,
0: um,
2: and Primal is, is pretty much a throwback to that, um, as the name suggests. No one's speaking English. It's uh, prehistory. And it's oh, dinosaurs and cavemen at the same time. And uh, the influences, at, not that they had to say that loud, you can tell just by looking. Uh, Frank Franzetta uh, oh, is man. all over that shit. And it's gorgeous.
4: And which is even more than me.
2: gorgeous, which it totally is, is it's just, you feel it in your gut, man. What, like the mm-hmm. best of his work, like Samurai Jack, like the Clone well, that- Wars that he did way back when. Uh so that that was that was a big standout for me. Um I did get to see um oh Solar Opposites, which is coming to Hulu. Um half of the Rick and Morty team is behind this um, one. And yeah, it looks like it's it? gonna be fun. Um yes. I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh a- alien family uh comes to live on earth, fish out of water, da da da. Um mm-hmm. It seemed like they went out of their way not to make it political that they didn't have genders, and they wanted to say, "Yeah, we have that, but we're not making a statement, man. It's just, you know." And and that was a little weird. That that rang a little, a
3: little funky fall. in my
2: ears. But whatever, you know, I'll, I'll I'll go along for the ride and see what happens. Um, but that's, not, uh, uh, into, uh, that?
3: that's not Dan Harmon. That's not Dan Harmon. Is that Dan Harmon on that or the or?
2: No, uh, it's not Dan. It's uh, the guy who does the voices.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Rick and okay. Morty. I'm
2: blanking on his name sorry,
3: now. Sorry, I misunderstood. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, it's a, no, no. You're
2: right. It's a, it, Rick and Morty is a two person team. Dan Harmon and the other gentleman whose name I don't mention. <laughs> <two-person team>. That's <laughs> why I, shut up the up real gentlemen. Gentlemen. I feel bad. I feel bad. I okay. don't
3: know his
2: name. <laughs> no, nah, don't be silly. Um, uh, I was going to say that uh, the panel. For Bob's Burgers, which I still have only caught the occasional episode, I I really do need to watch it more, was very good. Um, uh, And a lot more women on the panel this year, writers and such. So that was kind of cool, too.
0: They they made that uh, promise last year,
1: and they kept it. I want to say that. That was nice
2: Indeed, they did. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Even though Kristen Schaal was stuck in New Orleans doing a movie that she couldn't get out of, they still had... Uh, two women on the panel and uh, they would have had a third, but apparently she has a, a bit of stage fright and they couldn't coax her out from behind uh, the, the back of the stage, oh. but it was a, a really enjoyable panel. Uh, they showed scenes from stuff that hasn't been shown yet. And they talked about the movie and uh, it's going to be musical and it's going to be a mystery. And uh, they took lots of questions from the audience And I swear to God, it felt like half of the questions the audience asked were, that's going to be addressed in the movie. So if you're a fan. And that
1: was exactly what happened on the Steven this Universe panel, too. Yeah, they kept mm-hmm. asking, mm-hmm. It, like, we're not going to spoil our movie, guys. You know, <laughs> I was very pleased to get into the Steven <laughs> Universe panel because I didn't get into it last year. So uh, we got to put this a little bit on hold, but we can also do some mop up. But that was pretty good overall what we did, I would say, in a quick crash course. But yeah. we actually have some business to take care of because even though we both go to San Diego Comic-Con, uh, there's a smaller, cooler—I don't know, cooler—but up-and-coming horror convention in Long Beach, and yep. uh, we have been honored and graced with press passes for this year. Last year, okay. I actually—it's yeah. funny—I bumped into these guys in one of the outside installations at San Diego Comic Con last year, and they were shocked because I actually knew who they were. And I'm like, "Of course I know Midsummer Scream. You know, my podcast covers." Fandom all over the country, and so I'm very pleased to bring on our, our guest tonight, and maybe he has some San Diego Comic Con uh, stories as well, because after all, mm. it is fandom as is best. Please welcome to the show the creative director of Midsummer Scream, um, and that Rick West. Welcome, sir. You're on with Woo-hoo. the sexy witches. How you doing?
5: Hi, guys. How you doing?
1: Great. We're doing awesome. We were just talking about our adventures in San Diego Comic-Con this year, uh, doing our wrap-up. So did you get to attend this year?
5: So here is a really funny, really completely ironic uh, admission. I am not a crowd person. So I I have never been to (laughs) Comic-Con. And uh, I, I tend to find that most conventions are like my personal ninth circle of hell. So I I, I don't do that. Wow. Yeah, you
1: are creative director of one of the, like, pretty – you guys keep growing every year.
5: We are. We're the largest Halloween and horror convention in the world. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah.
1: So – Welcome to the show. This is Sexy Witches. Um, Steve, are you going to stay on, or are you going to book out at this point? I love
3: I am glad to make your make your acquaintance, Mr. West. Uh, I'm a horror journalist, so hopefully someday our paths cross. And uh, um, Aaron, lovely speaking, but I do have to run. Um, uh, Elizabeth, we will see All soon. Right. Thank you for having me on. <laughs>
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you, Steve, for awesome. talking thank with us. We'll talk to yeah, you yeah, later.
3: Yeah, so. i vicariously to you for a while there. I just had my eyes closed, so you know. I feel like I was partly there. But anyway, good night, everybody. Have a good talk.
1: Good, good night, Steve. Talk to you good later. Right that was Bye. Steve the Wizard Uh So... Rick, welcome to the show, and uh, on the other end is Aaron Kogan. He's the one that's going to be with Lynn uh, doing the press pass, and his wife is going to be there, too, Uh, so uh, I have an army of people coming to Midsummer Scream, so for the people that may not know about your show, even though if they listen to my show, they know about all the shows, uh, would you give a little bit of background on Midsummer Scream and how it came to be?
5: Sure, you bet. So we created Midsummer Scream uh, in 2016. Uh, formerly, we had created and run Scare LA here in Los Angeles for, oh, for yeah, three totally. years, and uh, we had explosive growth with that. And um, the the founders of that had an internal uh, disagreement, and so about 90% of us broke off and created Midsummer Scream. We had all of four months or so to create Midsummer Scream and to fully execute and open wow. doors which was absolutely insane Um, that was was our own horror story so uh, but we have grown uh, exponentially since then we have explosive growth it's kind of unheard of in the in the con sector Um, our first year of midsummer we had about 8,000 guests this year we're planning for over 30,000
1: wow you guys are pushing on that that's even bigger than you're right That's bigger than monster palooza now
5: it, it's pretty pretty darn big. We're, um, yeah. we, we take up the entire Long Beach Convention Center now.
1: Excellent. So, obviously, um, we, we've been reading your press uh, press releases and all that, and uh, pretty solid guests. But the guest lineup is solid, as, all, as always. But what you guys really are known for is your schedule and your attractions. You want to talk a little bit about that?
5: Sure. Yeah. And uh, we do. Thanks. We, we do. We're really excited about our lineup. I think one of the things that, that, that a lot of people, including celebrities that hit us up all throughout the year, don't quite realize is we're not really a celebrity show. We're not a, we're not a, we're not a, a signing con. We're not an autograph con. We've never been that. And so while we do have celebrities like Cassandra Peterson, um, we, we really the, the focus is on our vendors. On the haunters and on the people that are on our panels and presentations, that really is our, our focus, as opposed to you know just getting a ton and a half of people. You know, in I always call it the hall of awkward eye contact. Right? It's like you walk out and all the people are staring at you, and you're like, oh my god, don't make eye contact, or it's going to cost sixty five bucks. You know, type of thing. We, we've never been that, and that's designed that way, but we do cram-pack everything from live entertainment to world-class panel presentations, um, and then our Hall of Shadows, which we can get into and talk to, um, and, this, and, and vendors. I mean, people come to shop. This year, we have over 350 vendors on our show floor.
1: Nice. And and you are also having, because we were talking about how like, San Diego Kamehameha was having every single anniversary panel you could possibly think of this year. 90 years of Popeye, 80 years of Batman, 10 years of Parks and Rex, 20 years of, of Spongebob. And you guys are going to be celebrating one of my favorites. And I went to uh, Galaxy's Edge and Haunted Mansion while I was at before, right the day before i went to san diego the saturday centerpiece is going to be the legacy of the haunted mansion at disneyland i'm very excited to hear about that yeah. especially Aaron, because Aaron is the disney file of our group and well,
2: that that's is great Aaron. You're, you're in
5: dude you are you are in for a big treat because i mean pretty uh, much all of midsummer uh 2019 is, is mansion centric i mean it's it's i by far it's the most Famous haunted attraction in the world. It's the the quintessential haunted house, you know. So um, yeah, so we've yeah. known this was coming. I mean, for years we've had different mansion uh, facets to our conventions, um, but we've known obviously that the fiftieth has been on our radar. We know that this milestone is coming. Now that it's here, we're celebrating it in really big fashion. So we do have kicking off our our event on Saturday at twelve thirty in our grand ballroom, which is our main stage. Main stage seats two thousand people. Uh, we're going to have um, a chilling legacy, 50 years of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. And on that panel are going to be uh, uh, Tony Baxter, Bob Gurr. Um, We're just announcing, like right now as we're talking to you guys, um, former uh, creative executive from WDI Tom Morris is also joining that presentation Don Han, who was the producer of the Haunted Mansion movie, and we also this is my this is my personal favorite. This is a gem among gems. Uh, We have a woman with us named Tanya Norris. Tanya Norris was the interior designer of the Haunted Mansion, and it was really great. She was brought in, and well, she was the interior designer of all of New Orleans Square. But her last the, the last you know part of that project scope was the Haunted Mansion, since that was the last step yeah. and so she did that and even though she did this tremendous job creating you know the new orleans square environment fans really lose their mind when they realize that tanya was the one who created the wallpaper in the haunted mansion
0: which everybody <laughs> yeah. has in their phones
5: everybody has everywhere right so Tanya. i have a pattern. dress with a pattern uh, well, see, there you go, and I have a song yeah. with that. No, I don't. That that would be horrible. But um, it's just it's oh, fantastic God. to bring this to him. Please, please tell me it
2: doesn't say "room for one more" on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man,
0: it
5: like, ne- never so went,
2: wrong. Never
5: but so anyway. <laughs> um, we're going to bring Tanya out in front of folks and she's never done anything like this before so she's very excited and wow. I had the honor uh, so cool. I had the honor last week of escorting her to Disneyland it was her first reunion with the haunted mansion in 50 years since she left wed wow. and so that was a really special moment to take her back And uh, she can't wait to meet the fans and and come to Midsummer and just talk about her experiences with Walt and Roy and the entire WED organization. It's going to be really special. And that's going to be uh, moderated by Doug Barnes of the Season Pass podcast. So that's like the must-see of the weekend. Oh, I no and it doubt. looks
1: exciting. I and I'm sure Aaron will be there with bells on and a few other things.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs>
1: so um, I actually am really excited about on Sunday you're gonna actually have a special presentation of Christine McConnell's show. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I I'm really bummed that they canceled it on Netflix. But you know what? She was already awesome even before then. And so, is she no. gonna do? Is it a cook? Is it a panel? Is it a cooking demonstration? What is Miss McConnell gonna get to do?
5: Well, so that is that has been a pet project our, of our executive director, David Markland. He's wanted Christine on on our show. On, on our convention and and he got her and he, and, and, and joining joining Christine are going to be a bunch of the people that help bring that show to life, which so many people around the world love and that is actually going to yeah. be moderated and hosted by Kirk Thatcher and we love Kirk so it, that that's going to be absolutely another must see at midsummer
1: it, absolutely it sounds. Uh, I know that you also have a lot of associations with dark rides and not scary farm, but the really one you're close and near and dear to is the Queen Mary dark Harbor, which is having its 10th anniversary. And also I like to shout out cause it hires my friends. <laughs> so, uh, you know, any any dark ride or walkthrough that hires my friends is a friend of mine. So uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read the whole press release because it came out as I was working yesterday. But I wanted you to talk about the Queen Mary and how, how Midsummer Scream is associated with that.
5: Sure. Well, Queen Mary, we, we, we have a, a long-standing, really great relationship with the folks that create Dark Harbor and we are excited to help them celebrate their 10th anniversary this year. And uh, actually, literally right before I called you guys, I finished up the main stage narration because we have a live narrator that welcomes and, and announces each panel presentation. I just finished the one for Dark Harbor. And so you're going to mm. see a bevy of characters and creatures and, and uh, all sorts of nasties galore. And uh, then, of course, the, the team that brings you Dark Harbor is going to be there on stage and they're going to tell you all about what is going to be found this year in Long Beach. And so we're very excited about that. Excellent. That's always a really great presentation.
1: Uh, so let me, uh, actually, before I keep asking questions, cause I can ask questions till my head explodes. I am the ho- head honros <laughs> after all. Uh, Aaron, do you all have right. any specific questions yourself? Cause I sent him all the press materials and everything to get ready for this. Is there anything you're interested in?
2: Oh, my. Well, you hit all my my big ones. Um, uh, the only one, Haunted Mansion, uh, that we didn't uh, touch on is uh, the lady who does the, the Black Widow Bride, um, which is the only character that's been added to the Haunted Mansion in, in all the years. Uh, she's going to be there during a presentation. Cat, uh, Cressida, who's the go oh, bride. Oh, going to be there.
5: And the you Haunted know what? Mansion. I'm remiss to, I, I also. I missed. Also, Bob Gurr is going to be on the Haunted Mansion uh, presentation panel as no, well. No, you did mention He's there with us I'm a get. big Bob Gurr fan. Yeah. Okay, well, so Bob – but the funny thing with Bob is – and he was really funny because I was talking to him earlier, and he, he really was like, you know, I just want to make sure that people know that I didn't really work on the Haunted Mansion. And so <laughs> it's, it's true. So Bob created – the Doom Buggies, which is the Omnimover system, yeah. and that was actually created for Adventure Through Inner Space, which opened before the yep, Holiday Mansion. Exactly. So for the mansion, yep. they just painted I the Doom that, Buggies Ryan. black, and they probably, they, they probably uh, tweaked the ride system a little bit, and Bob can speak to that, but then we just love Bob. So any chance we can, we get Bob <laughs> on stage, and the fans love him, we love him, and it's just always a good time with Mr. Kerr. So he's gonna know, be there with us all week
2: so long. He is so cool. Uh, inter-space he, he scared does, me uh, more than the Haunted Mansion things. when
1: I was a kid. <laughs> so Though the I, I eyeball through your interstine is might
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I, the yeah. eyeball used to just scare. I had a, a I had a, a, the old, you know how Disney used to have the the ViewMaster reels of all their rides. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't oh, yeah. even, I, I couldn't even look at the eyeball through my ViewMaster. It freaked out that much. So, <laughs> One of the prized pieces
2: in my Disney Anna collection, and it's a huge collection, believe me. Yeah, it is. One of my absolute favorite (laughs) pieces is a DVD that was put together by a a truly rabid fan of the attraction Adventures Through Inner Space who recreated it uh, with computer animation. He talked to the original Imagineers. He had the original uh, voice recordings a ton of photographs that he did so it looks like you're on the ride and uh, the one detail I remember talking to him uh, the eye that he chose to look down at you through the the microscope had, had a very distinctive blue and he decided to use Steve Buscemi's eye color for his animation and uh, that oh, always struck me for some reason but um, Bob Ger is an amazing guest I've seen him uh, a couple different times Uh, He's currently doing a tour that that goes around on a bus, Uh, but uh, the one that I saw was at a museum in Orange, and he's he's just awesome. Yeah, we're really excited to have him all weekend.
5: He's he is a he is an industry treasure, and so we should all be as lucky to be half as spry and half as with it uh, when we're Bob's age. And he's just (laughs) I think he's getting younger, actually.
0: (laughs) That's (laughs) cool. Um, and then you also in...
2: have a uh, a Dream Warriors uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three reunion too, don't you?
5: Yeah, they're going to be on the show floor, and, and that is one of those uh, nice. one of those situations that just kind of presented itself, and we said, you know, sure, that works for us. We'll do that, and so those folks are going to be there. I certainly remember uh, where where I was when, when when Dream Warriors came out. I was actually in New Orleans on a band band trip. And uh, I, I, huh. I dragged my, my chaperone and made made the chaperone take us in the middle of the night to this really scary rundown theater in, in downtown New Orleans, huh. and we watched Dream Warriors the night it came out. So uh, so it is cool to have the Dream Warriors with us this year as well. Uh, uh, nice. That
1: movie was the movie that made me. I was already. I like to say I was classically trained. I had uh, you know I had Hammer in my belt. I had Universal in my belt, but I wasn't a fan of slashers until I saw Dream Warriors. And that made me really reevaluate modern horror, and, and I, I've taken the ball and run with it. So that matters to me a lot. I, I, I went to a Dream Warriors panel at another convention a while back, so that's like awesome mm-hmm. that you got those guys. Uh, I did want to point out a couple of the more interesting guests that are maybe not well-known, but I wanted to give a shout-out to, first of all, Barbara Mcnolfi who was in Suspiria, is going yep. to be there. And my friend, who's often a correspondent on this show, Michelle Nesk, actually had her in a movie recently. So, uh, you know, it all oh. comes back down around. So that was pretty awesome. And Kelly Marooney, who was in Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall, love her, love her movie, love her. And she's announcing, she just announced they are making a Chopping Mall 2020. And she's involved,
0: right. so so
1: that's kind of a big deal for at least for us horror geeks it is. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool that there. I mean, you, you know, there's always like Fliss Rose is going to be there, who always, you know, she's always a great cast and Leanna Quigley and you know a lot of the regulars you see on the horror con circuit. But I thought those two guys, those two people in particular, um, stood out to me. And Ernest R. Dickerson, who's one of the masters of horror, is going to be there. Actually, you have. Three Masters of Horror on the guest list,
0: yeah.
1: Ernest R. Dickinson, William Mick's Malone, and Mick Garris, who actually you just yep. met uh, Mick Garris and William Malone at Dark Delicacies this week, Aaron, right?
2: Yep, for their signing. Yeah, that that's very true. Um, so you can follow up I, with I that. was going to say, yeah, absolutely will. Uh, because I did deliver your letter, so that's cool. <laughs> um, also, um, I have a friend, uh, or at least a Facebook friend anyway, who runs Peach Show Menagerie, and I know that their monster burlesque is uh, going to have a presence at Midsummer Scream, so I'm really excited to see what they that bring is, for that. That. Is,
5: that is always a favorite with the dads
2: in the crowd, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: Is, is that the right horror on. fashion show? Is that what that is, or is that something separate?
2: No, no, this is a, a horror burlesque.
1: Because uh, there's also a fashion show too, as well. It was yep. like uh, lingerie and stuff.
2: Yeah, right. we do. That um, and that,
5: this, that is going to be on the show floor stage. We have um, we have a few st- different stages this year. And, uh, yeah, that, that one in particular is going to be on the show floor stage. So uh,
1: Nice. Yeah,
5: that's when da- dad's going to be like, I'm going to go shopping for a little while and kind of, like, disappear over mm-hmm. the, to the, uh, <laughs> the stage area there.
2: Hey. I, I, know, I don't I... remember the name of that group. I just remembered that they make their own costumes for that. They make their own uh, clothing for the one okay. you're talking about.
1: Is it was it? it's called Poltergeist so the, the and Power Moors. Yeah, Poltergeist yes, and Power oh, yep. yeah. Oh, that's it. Nice, that's it.
5: I did my homework. Yep, and they, they're great. <laughs> They're great yep, no, they're they're a great group to work with. They they uh they were very successful last year with us. So uh, of course, you know, we gotta have them back again this year.
1: Well, you know, I'm all about, like, horror genre, so that's just awesome, you know. So And, and burlesque, you know, it's funny because a lot, a lot of horror shows do have a burlesque element now, and it's actually rather exciting because it's actually a lot of it's women-run uh, burlesque companies now. And, you know, it's very different than what we would consider burlesque in the 70s or early 80s. You know, it, it's actually a whole new thing and i highly recommend male or female no matter what you're doing go see the burlesque shows at the horror films and at the at the nerd conventions cuz i've seen some crazy shit at those things they do sure. wild stuff oh, yeah. like you all know like all I, different
5: I, themes absolutely I, I
1: like uh alien versus predator and then they make out and they make uh, alien <laughs> babies and you know all sorts That's of great awesome. stuff so uh you know uh, so um, great um Go ahead, Aaron.
2: I was just going to ask, um, I saw that Charles Phoenix, who's kind of a, a Southern California institution, uh, who's always talking about uh, kitschy stuff from the past that's no longer with us uh, yep. as far as, he, he, uh, like he'll, he'll do uh, specifically uh, things from Disneyland that no longer exist or uh, fast food restaurants. That came and went.
1: Berry Tales. Berry Tales from Knott's Berry Farm. I miss that.
2: Anyway, he oh, talks about go. that too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just wanted so, to yeah, know um, if you Phoenix knew what. Yeah. yeah, what's Charles Phoenix going to be doing?
5: Well, he's debuting a brand new Halloween retro show. It's called Halloween Land. And awesome. literally, that's about Hot all damn. I know about it. And so I'm going <laughs> to huh. have to see it along with you guys. Cause I have no idea what he's, he's going to pull out of his hat. And, uh, yeah. so we'll just, we'll watch it together and be amused and titillated. You the had me time. At brand new
2: Halloween. Honestly, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> awesome.
0: Uh,
1: so let me ask you this, Mr. Rick West here. Uh, if, uh, uh, we're talking about the big stuff, obviously, but if there's something smaller, cause I always tell people go plan ahead, but be open-minded because sometimes you can't get into something you want to do and try some of these smaller side panels. What is one that really catches your eye or you're really excited for that maybe not on everyone's radar?
5: Well, you know, I'm hosting a panel presentation this year on our second stage, which even though we say it's second stage, it's still a big ass stage. It's going to see 800 people. Um, So on the second stage, I'm going to be hosting a panel called Spooky and Unusual-Themed Bars of Southern California. And so we're going to have the creators of some of the coolest themed bars um, uh, on stage with me. we're going to just talk about their vision and and what their business is all about and and how successful they've been. And so that's going to uh, include The Cauldron, The Fourth Horseman, um, Phantom Carriage, uh, Beetle House, LA, and uh, Little Spirits Distillery. And so that's going to be a really cool presentation that's kind of a, kind of, we didn't know how that was going to go over when we announced it, but people are like really stoked about it. So I think that's going to be a really cool uh, little panel to check out. And, uh, you know, we also have a lot of live entertainment. We have got Zombie Joes and we've got Force of Nature Productions. Uh, They put on live shows throughout the day. And then, of course, there's the always, always super popular Black Cat Lounge which is where we actually all throughout the weekend have herds of little kittens running around in this room and people line up for miles and they come in and oh the the goal is to get these little little guys their forever homes and so that's a huge draw every year and uh so definitely check out the black cat
0: lounge.
1: Oh, Natalie's going to be all over wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: oh my goodness.
1: So, uh going back to some of the bigger panels and I know you can't say much, but everyone's been one thing people have been pummeling me on is the universal Halloween horror nights presentation. And they want to know if there's going to be an announcement of, of a haunt that hasn't been announced yet on that panel.
5: Well, you know, we are certainly our fingers are crossed. Um, They are actually, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, they're very tight lipped with us even about what they're going to do.
1: Uh, I'm sure they are.
5: Like, the, like as much as I know right now, I know that John Murdie is on an airplane right now from Ireland on his way to Los Angeles uh, for Midsummer. Wow. So the uh, the excitement is mounting, and God knows there's probably somebody already in line for that presentation. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah. it, it, it's going to be great. That is one of the biggest ones of the weekend. So that one, yeah, is, I- that entire theater fills up. That, that's the
1: one that everyone's been pumping me on is like, what's going to be there? You I, well, I said, well, ask, <laughs> but I doubt they'll be able to say anything, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're all very excited yeah. about that, you know, but we're excited about all dark rides and, and walkthroughs because that's who we are. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have a Halloween contest um, in October and it's, if you watch movie, you binge movies for points and it's based on a theme, but I always give extra points if you actually get off your ass and go to a Halloween haunt, <laughs> big or small. So, wow. You know, yep. so, uh, and if you go to, yep. like, Universal Halloween Horror Nights, you know, it, it could be, like, two to five points per walkthrough depending on its seeming. So no. this, year's, this year's I think, I this think was... if
5: it was, like, an arcade machine, I, would, I think I would flip that score because during the Halloween season, <laughs> I can easily see over 60 different stops during the season. So, I'm a busy boy.
0: Six zero?
5: That's,
1: dude, that's what yeah. if you give yeah. five times sixty, that's a lot of points there. Uh, you know, so uh that's pretty <laughs> awesome.
2: Is this all in is this all in Southern California or are you traveling other places to do uh their you know I
5: run you know the, the bulk of it the bulk of it is in Southern California because the, the Wow. The haunt the haunt, the haunt the haunt situation is just so dense and so varied here in Southern California. Uh, that literally, you could spend the entire season here, and you still won 't see everything now, in my case I, I do travel I try to travel every Halloween season at least to one location out of state um, this year. It just kind of kind of is working out that it, at, at this point i 'm planning on doing maybe um, a little trip to New York, a trip to New oh. Orleans, and then a trip to Hawaii for, for some Halloween fun. Wow.
0: And uh,
5: then of course, back here to LA. Now, whether that comes to fruition or not, we will see, but I, that certainly, that's certainly mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for this year.
1: Have you ever done any of the extreme ones like blackout or matter? You matter? Know, I've
5: done a couple, ex- I, I've done a, a couple extreme haunts. Um, and uh, like one would be the gates of hell. And that is by oh, our friends Brothers in Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. so I've done that. You know, it's not really my thing, to be honest with you. I, I like my personal bubble. Yeah. I like my personal space. I don't exactly like – Well, you like, don't like crap, um, so if they're you know, touching you, you must be freaking out. Oh, God, no. Yeah, waterboarding's <laughs> not my thing. You know, eating something's <laughs> vomit, not my thing, you know.
2: Uh, I'm with you.
3: I, I, I don't get want it. to be it's dragged the, out of biblic. my
2: sleeping
5: bag.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's
5: just not me. I don't want to. Do it. I, I'm happy with a good old-fashioned haunt where you walk through and people jump out and scare you, and you look at cool things, and that—that's me. I'm I'm the old-school haunt guy. But yeah, there certainly I'm, is a huge uh, portion of the market that really isn't doing extreme haunts, and we do recognize am
1: I'm, I'm not really an extreme haunt person, but I'm always fascinated when people actually go do them. I did say I would do Blackout once if I ever had a chance because Blackout is <laughs> kind of the gold standard. McKamey's Manor, not my thing. I, I don't need people to beat the shit out of me for fun. I'm not that <laughs> masochistic. I agree you know but you know i uh, but yeah. i've always been interested in blackout cuz they they're also very psychological over not just uh invading your space but i'm with you i like the basics like you know like halloween war night got scary farm uh was it the Pla- yep. pirates of pleasanton up at, up north in in the san francisco bay area uh you know i i i grew up in san francisco by the way even though i'm living on the coast great. now uh, so that's actually why I'm able to come visit cause I have family out there, including Aaron. He's my cousin. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, oh, Shockwaves is going to have a panel at, um, your, at Midsummer, right?
5: They're there. Uh, yeah, big, yeah. Shockwaves is there. Uh, Buzzfeed is there. Uh, you know, Ryan and Shane are going to be yeah. there again. That's a huge draw. Um, my yeah, girl, Rebecca like so McKendry on. is
1: on that panel, and yeah, we she's love her to be, death. Yeah,
5: she's there, yeah. Yeah. And, we also have a podcast how, studio this year where, where oh. fans can come in and, and listen to some of their favorite podcasts, do live interviews in front of the live audience this year. So that, oh that's nice. the thing that we're trying out. Right. So there's, like, kind of something for everybody. And then we, have a, we also have a, a screaming room, which is run by our friends uh, from oh. Horror Buzz. They always do a fantastic job. So there's like a, they've got their own little movie festival that's going on all weekend. People can come in and just chill and, and watch some horror movies. And so, so that, you, that's a really cool thing, Do you have cool a lineup?
1: Too. Is there any films in particular that are standouts for you on the, on the film festival circuit this year?
5: Uh, you know, I don't even get to watch any of the submissions because we're so busy building up to <laughs> midsummer. Norm and his team, is, they handle all that. And uh, so kudos to everybody that, that uh, you know, submitted, but no, I haven't seen a thing. And, and if I'm not working, I'm watching the inside of my eyelids. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> kind of where we are as, as far as the movie
0: submissions go. I,
1: I will say, I don't know if it's playing there, but the one that I caught my attention this year on the festival circuit was Bong of the Living Dead, which was surprisingly sweet and touching. You wouldn't expect it for such a silly zombie film, but it ended up making the whole audience cry. So, you know, probably is what people can do with their horror. So uh, anything yeah, else totally. have, would you like to say about Midsummer Screen, sir? Because, uh, you know, anything at all, like what, what is, what, what, how do you, what do you want to say that, uh, about your festival now that you're creative director? Like how, how do you, how do you feel about doing all of this every year? even with your crowd phobia. Well,
5: yeah, sure. It's, 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 it's great. And it's very gratifying and satisfying. Also very humbling. Otherwise we wouldn't do it. You know, it is a business for us. It's a big business, but, but if we weren't having fun, if we weren't creating the show that we want to go to as fans, we just, we would hang it up. We wouldn't do it anymore. And so there's no, there's like no secret ingredient to the success of Midsummer Scream. It's just made by fans, you know, for fans and, uh, we just kind of approach it. We all have our own backgrounds and strengths, and we approach it kind of like designing a theme park or designing a theme park attraction experience. And so oh. every everything from our frontline white bat team, which this year we have about 300, 350 white bats that are out there on the front lines, helping guests, giving directions, manning the lines, things like that, um, to our vendors, to the participants, to the celebrities that come, the, the theme parks that, that participate, but also... The Hall of Shadows, we haven't talked about that. You guys got to check that out. So the Hall of Shadows is its own hall. Um, It's about 100,000 square feet, and we turn off all the lights, and we invite haunters from all over Southern California. They come in, and they build actual haunted attractions and displays for you to check out. And so there's fog, there's roaming monsters. This year we have almost 20 attractions in the Hall of Shadows. We have three times each day the Decayed Brigade Slider Team. Uh, mostly they're not, uh, not Berry Farm, not Scary Farm monsters. Uh, they perform an amazing yeah. show three times a day. Um, so, definitely, the Hall of Shadows is, I think, something that is very unique to Midsummer. That's kind of like the heartbeat of, of what makes our convention just that much different than anything else out there. Um, That is, if you're into Halloween and haunted houses, man, that is like nirvana for you. And we do it smack right in the middle of summer.
1: And shout out to you for focusing on walkthroughs and haunted attractions because they need more love. I always feel that way. I mean, there's been kind of a resurgence in the last few years, but still, we need to make sure people know that these places exist and you can go and spend a, a few bucks and just have a great time. And you know, we like to be scared, and, and but it's also beautiful. I mean, sometimes you walk through some of these things at Not Scary Farm, and you're just like, wow, this is just gorgeous. What the heck? you know, it just it, yeah, it, it blows yeah. my mind. I'm like the worst person that way because I'll be like, they'll be trying to scare me, and I'm looking at the lighting going, wow, <laughs> I should be paying attention. <laughs> fine, yeah,
5: totally, you know. Yeah.
1: But I'm like, well, wow, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... on board
5: with you with that, exactly. Well, what's yeah. great about the Hall of Shadows is that even though we have professional haunts in there and professional haunters in there, we also have some really young haunters in there that are 15-, 16-year-old haunters that come in and build these attractions. And we really have a responsibility to these young haunters because they are the seeds of, of tomorrow's Halloween events so we feel very proud to give Absolutely. these guys a blank canvas and and a world stage to do their stuff on once a year and they get seen by so many people more people than would ever come to their you know home haunt in their neighborhoods um and we're very proud of that because it doesn't matter whether you're universal with you know a, a multi million dollar event or not scary farm or or six flags or any of these companies it it all starts back at home with you know turning off the lights, putting on your, your scratchy, scary record and putting on a, on a rubber mask and and waiting for somebody to come up your driveway. That's really where Halloween starts. That's how John Murdy started. That's how John Cook started. I mean, that's, that's the genesis. So we have a very real responsibility at Midsummer Scream to foster that entire next generation and the generation after that of tomorrow's haunters.
1: And on that note, sir, I think let's put a period on that and say, amen and thank you for coming on today. And can you just once again give the quick what days, the, it's this weekend, but what days and hours of the show? And I'm assuming you can still get tickets at least for single days.
5: Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're uh, Saturday and Sunday, August 3rd and 4th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Uh, tickets are still available at MidsummerScream.org. Uh, there's the Gold Bat VIP Weekend Pass. We have a few of those left. They are selling out, and they will sell out before showtime. Um, and then we do have single day and we have general admission um, weekend passes available still. But we are watching that too, and, it, and it's also a very real possibility that we might sell out Saturday before the show starts. So we are watching that as well. Um, we're on social media, Midsummer Scream, and uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, the website is MidsummerStream.org. And uh, we just want to have everybody come on out and have a great Halloween time weekend with us. And
1: if you have a smartphone, make sure you uh, download Fan Guru. Uh, they will have an app on that, and you can get the schedule right to your smartphone <laughs> while you're there. Absolutely. And once again,
0: yeah,
5: that's thank a great you. way to do that.
1: Yep, Rick West, thank you again for being on the show and thank the entire Midsummer Scream team for allowing us this opportunity. We've been following your show for a few years, but now we actually have a chance to go and we're really excited. Thank you.
5: Thank you. We're excited to have you guys. We'll see you in a couple days.
1: Yeah, cool. And see make sure more. you say hi to Aaron. Uh, hopefully, you'll, if you can see each other, I know you're going to be probably running one direction and him the other, but if you overlap in <laughs> a panel, make sure you say hi to each other.
5: Awesome, Absolutely. you bet. You guys take care.
1: Much love. Thank you, sir. And you're going to have to hang up yourself because blog talk, well, it's blog talk. So thank you again and have okay. a great Okay, Bye-bye, guys. Yeah, make a killing at bye-bye. your con, so bye-bye. So that was uh,
4: amazing. Thank wait. you, sir. Oh, my God. Are you uh, excited
1: or what, Aaron? You're going to have a blast. It's right up your alley.
4: God. There is so much going on at Midsummer Scream. I don't even...
2: Freaking know where to start.
1: I, I am ah. absolutely yeah. jealous uh, that you're going to get to do this because okay. I would love to go to this show. Um, and maybe next yeah. year I'll get to, but not this year, unfortunately. Actually, next year I don't get to because I'm going to Star Wars Celebration with you in August 2020, but uh, that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll yeah, be your next year's animation audit. Yes.
2: Yeah, so we're going to be uh, great if it was close to the same time.
1: Uh, it would be, but we'll see, we'll see. So, um, I'm going to bring on one of our sexy witches has just called in, so let me bring her on real quick. Hello, you're on with the sexy witches.
4: Hello there. Hello. How's
0: Hello. the sexy
1: porn witch doing, Erin Marie?
4: Uh, she's just chilling on the front porch, waiting for her turn to talk. <laughs> Excellent. So, we're at the put movie tonight, 40th anniversary. Oh, cool. How was that? It was great. I wore my Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem shirt, and I took my Kermit doll, which I've had for 40 years, <laughs> uh, and I watched the Muppet movie on the big screen. I'm a little pissed off because I got to the theater late, and I could, they didn't have any trailers or anything since it was an anniversary showing, and I missed the Rainbow Connection. Well, you seen it Talking before. Right. Even I though it, know, it is... But I i cried through the ending of course you know the magic store (laughs) my sister turned and looked at me she's like you're crying i was like yeah shut up i am a muppet so
1: well excellent um Uh, I think the 40th anniversary screenings a lot of anniversary screenings are coming up on uh, we could talk of a whole different episode on that Um, August is going to be a fantastic month for genre on Amazon Prime on Netflix I mean there's so much happening Um, and Animation August is staring us in the face and we'll talk about that we're going to do she Rod Princess of Paddler, The 80 Years of Batman and we're going to jump into Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. So we're going to do puppets this year, uh, which will be awesome. But
4: before that, that kind of we of got start to start the animation August then, isn't it? If we're going to be doing Henson... a Jim Henson episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it at the end of the month so we can uh, bring in Dark Crystal, which will be awesome. Uh, so, again, so we, we begin with Muppets and we end with Muppets. And uh, so you are going to go and do Scares That Cares this weekend, the sixth anniversary of Scares That Cares. So, uh, yes, what, do t- what do you want to what do you want to talk about about scares the care?
4: Oh well, goodness me, I've, I've got the website pulled up so that I can name celebrities properly. But I mean, <laughs> they've got something for everyone. It's a very, very, very family-friendly show to the point where they actually have a kids' portion of the costume contest, which they've got a great, very competitive costume contest, which is incredible. Some of the costumes that people come up with. Um, They've got a parade for children where they do the costume parade, and and all the vendors have, like, candy to give to the kids and everything, so they get to go trick-or-treating in August. Um, And then, of course, they've got kids' play zones, but along with that, they've got a great panel set. They have an entire section on authors. Um, So if you prefer to consume your horror in book form, it's a cornucopia of choices. Um, They've got readings. They've got gaming. There's a lot of gaming going on this year, role-playing games. Um, They've even got a belly dance class for women, the art of belly dancing. Um, But on the celebrity side of things, first and foremost for me, of course, is Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob is going to be there. He's bringing his How Redneck Saved Hollywood. Um, Which is a separate ticket, by the
1: way. You don't have to
2: go
4: to the convention to go see Joe Bob.
2: Right.
4: No, if you just happen to be in the area and you want to go to Joe Bob, you can come in and go see Joe Bob. Um, And there's still tickets. There's still tickets available. Yeah, I think the tickets were twenty. I got them when they went on sale. <laughs> I, I wasn't missing Joe Bob Briggs. That's my childhood right there. Um, well he's
1: he's gonna be in Gettysburg and a Labor Day weekend, so I'm gonna probably catch him then.
4: I hope he gets you get to. Um, but along the other lines they've got a monster squad reunion which sadly the Wolfman you know, Wolfman's got ignored had to cancel because he has a uh, – Uh, Illness of some some description. Um but the one I'm most excited about, the one I've tried to meet several times and have missed him or he's cancelled and he's in two of my top five favorite horror movies. Is Keith David. You know, the thing and they live. John Carpenter is my man and Keith David is incredible. Um I've met Wilfred Brimley before. He's cantankerous, but so just adorably old and sweet at the same time. Um, first convention appearance for the lady. Her name is Leah Beldum, who was um, the lady in the room in The Shining. Which room number was that?
1: <laughs> you should know this.
4: I know. That I'm blanking. Is it for like the only thing my brain can come up 237. with? Two thirty-seven. There you go, 237. Um, Um, Another person who I'm really excited to meet uh, is in a couple of my favorite movies, especially one of my favorite comedies, Just One of the Guys and Modern Girls, is Clayton, uh, I'm going to screw up his last name, Roner. The little kid from the new Halloween movie. And one of the ones I thought was such a cool get. For scares that care was Pruitt Taylor Vince, who is the man. He's in everything: Identity, Stranger Things, Jacob Slatter, Constantine, Devil's Boston, Candy, he's the, fucking right, Devil's Candy. He's, he's the man. He's the man with the the shaky eyes. Like he just he's mesmerizing when he's on screen. An incredible actor, and his eyes are just wow. Uh, Um, The one
1: person on the guest list that I would like to see, and I hope I get to cross paths with her, she's on my bucket list, is Jeanette Goldstein, who is Vasquez in Aliens, and also in Near Dark, and uh, I absolutely adore her, and so that's the one celebrity that, if all of them I could see, would be the one I'd go see. Uh, But also, Harry Manafred. Huh? Well, Malcolm Don't Goodwin is that? cool. Yeah, I, I would yeah. love to meet Malcolm Goodwin. And he actually canceled last year uh, at the last minute. But Jeanette Goldstein, she's him and to, her and Tom Atkins are two of the people I really, really want to meet before, you know, at a horror convention.
4: Hi, dog dog. Okay. Hey. My dog, I want you so sad. I want somebody to get John motherfucking Saxon. <laughs> well, yeah. John
1: Saxon—he's doing some cons, but he's only doing them close to his own home, I believe. Um, but I have yeah, seen him know. do some lately. Um, so, and also, guys, go see Sid uh, anytime Sid Haig is at a convention. Please go see him. Mose is actually doing Midsummer Scream, so he won't be there this year. Uh, but uh, the yeah. Sid, Sid and Kane will both be there. So, where is Kane Hodder? He's
4: in Williamsburg, he's here, Virginia, sure. this weekend. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Well, they're also having a, the thing reunion, which I'm really excited about. Cause you know, like I said, it's in my top five favorite car movies. List. And that is the movie they're showing in the pool, weather permitting this year. Is the thing. Cool.
0: cool.
4: Nice. So they, they well, I, it's always hot. And, and they screen a movie at the pool, and you get to like float or chill in the lounge chairs. It's awesome.
1: Midsummer Personal Scream is showing a movie on Friday with a full shadow cast. Which one was it? Hold on, I gotta look this up because there was Midsummer Scream was doing a panel panel talk. Hold on, film, see if I can frame this out. Keep going, I'm gonna find this. So I know they're having the Crypt Keeper um, anniversary at Midsummer with John Kassir, which is cool. Yeah, that's not the film. Um, so. Uh well that and that's pretty much scares it cares. This is the double tree at Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, all the proceeds uh, the the auction goes to charity. Um there's a big auction with a lot of great swag. Um my favorite thing I won that's where Aaron, I won that mon- remember I told you I had that glow in the dark Mondo poster to sign by the entire cast a reanimator.
0: Yeah. Um
1: that's that's where I got that. So uh it was from that from that auction. And believe me, I paid a lot less than what that thing was worth <laughs> and you know, I still paid
0: you know mm.
1: you know it, 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 and and still I paid a good chunk for it so you know it goes to charity and stuff so anyway uh so is there that's pretty much it for scares it cares I don't think anything more extra there's no new stuff this year matter of fact there's a lot less stuff this year uh so we don't have a don't there's have, no shadow there's so no much shadow cast five they're showing they're no, still showing Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror yeah, rock they said they're still screening Rocky Horror at midnight on Saturday but there's going to be no shadow cast um and no goodie bags. Um there's no
4: podcasting room. The model contest was 86. I <laughs> <laughs> I almost guarantee there will be a shadow cast because there will some of us that will probably jump up. We know it all.
1: <laughs> well, lot we'll to see. Um the karaoke is going to be good this year because they updated yes. their database finally, which is fine. But the real Carol draw,
4: though, is going to be actually, Joe Bob. Joe Carroll actually is the DJ, and he uh, put out a request, so I got what I wanted. And I'm going to be able to sing special to me, Jessica Harper's song from Phantom of the Paradise. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Well, great. Uh, so it's 10 minutes to to uh to the 11 on my coast so we're going to sign out for the night but i wanted to uh give Aaron and marie a quick shout out for her trip so all the uh, all of us uh sexy witches are scattered matter of fact shout out to raven she's actually not on the show because she's in portland helping direct a version of hamlet so uh you know pay gigs woohoo we mm-hmm. like pay gigs. Um, and so, Aaron Cogan, I am so excited and jealous for you. Have a great time this weekend. Aaron Marie, have fun. Absolutely. And everyone else, if you want to find these things, they're all available online on Facebook. You can find all these conventions. And, of course, if you look for San Diego Comic-Con, you will find a lot. I did just see The Boys, by the way. I just binged that and finished watching it because of San Diego Comic-Con. It was kind of on my radar. wasn't really on my radar until we went to San Diego. And I will tell you, I highly recommend it. It is way entertaining. Uh so with Carl Urban on Amazon Prime, you know what I'm talking about, right? The anti hero oh, yeah. show. The boys. Oh, yeah. uh, the Boys on no, Amazon Prime. Yes, highly recommend it. It's, yeah, so def- yeah, I've definitely been watch meaning to watch that. Um and uh, so far my favorite film of the year is still Midsummer. Um uh, I haven't seen What's Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, but Midsummer by I far did. the best yeah. horror film. Um oh, how was it?
4: Yeah, well, um, I wasn't expecting the ending. I kind of avoided, like, articles and stuff, so I didn't know it was going to be, like, an alternate reality ending. Um, It dragged on in a few places because it's practically a three-hour movie. Uh, But it is really fucking good, and I expect both Brad Pitt and Leo to be nominated, Brad Pitt especially. Uh, I think his performance in that was absolutely spectacular. Um, right. we're going to do she run next that was too. I have the evil genius sister um, cried and now that I know what the I don't know I guess the, the ending is common knowledge now but uh, you know not
1: for me I'm deliberately not watch, watching the ending yet so but uh, I also want to point out that the Lighthouse trailer dropped That's the follow up to the Vitch um you know so we're we're looking forward to that so like i said uh, august is going to be full of great genre so keep an eye out for august is going to be one of the best starting with midsummer scream and scares the cares all the way through august we do dark crystal and monster mania new jersey is coming up uh and the creature yep. feature weekend's coming up i mean there's just a lot of great horror and genre coming up and um uh, and what? And actually, hold on, just a second. I'm gonna put the evil genius here. Why don't you talk just for a second and say your. The evil genius wants to call in real fast, but she only has a minute because we're going off air. No, I didn't. You didn't do it right. So, oh, Erin Marie has just dropped. Well, thank you, Erin Marie, for calling. Er, really quick, get on the air. Hold on. Here. Say
0: favorite, what's your one favorite thing
1: you did in in San Diego?
3: My one favorite thing? Router, yeah. Uh,
1: my one favorite thing is
3: hmm.
0: I don't know, but
1: you're gonna be on the show yet? But probably. But well, it would be probably most likely the painting I got. Oh, the painting. Yeah, we talked about the painting. So. Yep. Oh, so wow. her painting. Yeah, and uh, I will post photos. I haven't done that yet. I'll do that soon. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for hosting me. And thank you, Natalie, for hosting me this week, uh, last week. You guys were great and, and, and accommodating and all that. Um, but we got to go. We're going to leave you tonight. Um, we're going to leave you tonight with... You know, everyone, Aaron says that the biggest song of the the year is Old Town Road, which we played earlier this year. And yes, it is. It just surpassed. It's the number one song on the Billboard charts and just surpassed Mariah Carey for number one single ever. But for me... The biggest song of the summer is an old town road. And as the horror geek, I'm going to leave us tonight with Billy Eilish and Bad Guy. So thank you, Aaron Marie. And thank you, Rick West, once again, for calling on Press Preview and Midsummer Scream. Thank you, San Diego Comic Con and Hampton Inns and Suites. We had a great time. We're exhausted. And we're going to rest now. We'll see you in a few weeks. Uh, cool. In two weeks, we will talk about, uh, let's see, I don't know the exact date of our next episode. What is the next date of our next episode? I believe it's going to be the sixth, where we'll recap Midsummer Scream and, Scand- and Scares the Cares. And then we'll talk about She-Ra, Princess of Power, and also the 80th anniversary of Batman, the Yay! Kate Crusader himself. So all of that's coming up for Animation August. And finished recaps, Good night, blessed be, good soul hunting, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you.